all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason, you. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Good morning and welcome back to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine and Nurse Practitioner at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Joining me in the studio today is Donna Speed. She is a registered dietitian with the Dairy Alliance, and I'm going to let her tell a little bit more about what she does, but we're talking about dairy today, and we're also talking about how eating together as a family is really something that should be on your list of to-do items for um, the rest of this month and the rest of the year. So it really just has some profound impacts on how, how healthy you are when you eat together. Um, if you want to give us a call today, our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. And my email is fit at mpbonline.org. And I am just so glad to be back in the studio because I have been traveling. I have traveled all over Europe and I've um, been missing talking to folks on the air. And so I hope you'll give me a call this morning so that we can chat a little bit. And uh, I'm happy that Donna was able to uh, come in today and talk with us because October is a special month. Um, it's called the Eat Together, Eat Better month. Um, and so we're almost at the end of October. So I was glad we were able to sneak it in um, before October is over with. But it's... it's um, just the month to bring awareness for that, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't be eating together all year long, right, Donna? Correct. <laughs> all right, so uh, you're with the Dairy Alliance, and you're the manager of school and health wellness for the Dairy Alliance. Let's right. start with what what is the Dairy Alliance? The Dairy Alliance is composed of eight states. We cover all the southern region except for Florida. Okay. And so what we do our dairy farmers. We're there to promote them, to work with our dairy farmers, to work with industry, and to work with schools. Now, the way this works, we have different people in our office. Our main office is out of Atlanta, but we have people stationed throughout all of our different states. Some states have several people. And we are there just to go out and try to work with our dairy farmers, try to see what their concerns are, see what we can do to help them, see what we can do to promote dairy. We work with industry, trying to help uh, restaurants develop new recipes, and then we work with schools. Now, I love working with schools. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> the kids are the best. <laughs> I have a daughter that's a teacher, so, well, a librarian now. But what I do, I try to get schools to start new programs to increase dairy and meal participation, especially once they get to be junior high, middle school, and high school. Our students typically are not getting enough calcium. Mm-hmm. And, but if you offer smoothies, if you have yogurt parfaits, that tends to help. Okay. 
So we offer grants for schools. For schools to participate, they must be using the USDA, the Child Nutrition Feeding Program. But then when that occurs, they can call me and we can try to work with them. And, you know, even if we can't give them grants, then we can go in and we can try to say, this is something you might could try. You know, studies show that if students drink out of the plastic milk chugs, Mm -hmm. they drink a lot better. Really? Yeah, like 30%. And I've had a couple of schools that have changed this year to the milk chugs. And they're not not, instead of the paper carton. Right. To the. Right. Is it because you can see through it, maybe? I think just the aesthetic value of it. Now, some elementary schools say no because they fall over, you know, with the kindergarten. Oh, they bump them because over. Because they, they, they fall clumsy. over some. Mm-hmm. And then one, sc- one high school said they had to stop it because the high school boys were throwing them like footballs across the cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> but, and this is why kids are great because yeah. they're, they're creative little suckers. They are. They know? are. But, you know, I mean, it really does make a difference. If the kids have a product that they like, they will drink it much better. Yeah. And, I mean, it, you mentioned kind of as they get into junior high and high school, and I think that's when, you know, they're becoming more independent yep. and in their heads anyway and they're trying to be more independent and so you know there's some things that they don't have a lot of control over but what they pick maybe at school is one of the things that they have a little bit more control over and so sometimes they pick not as as healthy of an option you know my son he blew through his uh his credits that i had loaded <laughs> on his card and i was like what are you eating you know and so i mean he had gotten like two entrees and you know two drinks and some Skittles and, and I was like wait why are Skittles even an option like that no yeah. no like no stop it you know but he didn't know you know he was a kid and he was picking things <laughs> you know so having you know milk be an option for them you know especially as they get older over mm-hmm. a you know a sugar sweetened beverage is just going to be so much better for them in terms of nutrition oh yes yes I mean because milk isn't it has you know eight to nine essential nutrients that we right. need every day and you know, and that's something that, you know, we don't think about that, you know, oh, well, I'll just have a glass of milk every now and then. You need to consciously make an effort to have dairy every single day. It mm-hmm. contains the nutrients that we need. Right. And like with, I know your boys are, you know, at that age where they like to make their own decisions. Yes. And, you know, that's yeah. when, to me, a smoothie's a great option mm-hmm. for a child, for, you know, a preteen or a teen and just fix it for them and put it in front of them and say, mm-hmm. here, drink this on the way to school. Right. Or at least try it. Right. You know, we do, or I do a lot of um, smoothie demos out at um, at elementary schools and things mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, I usually do one around Christmas time or in, in the fall um, and I call it a Grinch smoothie because it's green because I throw a handful of spinach, spinach in it. And, you know, at first they're kind of looking at me like, I'm not so sure about this lady and her green <laughs> juice she's got over here, you know. And I'm like, just just try it. You don't have to like it, and you don't have to drink it if you don't like it. You know, mm-hmm. you should like your food, but just, just lick it. Just stick your tongue in there and give it a try. And I would probably say at least 75% of the kids absolutely adore it. And come back, you can't taste the spinach. You I mean, you really can't. And the other things we have in it are some awesome Greek yogurt and some skim milk and some... Um, Pineapple, frozen pineapple. Yeah, that'd be yummy. You know, and so um, it's a great little smoothie, and it gets them trying things that they, you know, might not normally try, uh, and and really enjoying it and loving it. And that's a way to kind of sneak some veggies in sometimes too. Oh, it really is. Stick them in a smoothie, you know. Uh, (laughs) It it works. Don't don't tell my kids. Um, But you know, and my littlest kid, he's seven, and I think 
he is here on earth to try my patience as it goes with healthy eating because he um, he is the pickiest eater in all of the world. Um, but it doesn't mean you don't keep trying. trying. You know, you've got to just keep trying because eventually, you know, they'll try it. And they may not like it, and they may try it two or three times before they decide they like it. You know, you just got to keep at them. But with his very sporadic eating pattern that he has, um, when I'm able to get some dairy in him, I just feel better about life. You know, I kind of call it my my safety net. I'm like, okay. I'm like, he drank (laughs) some milk. So, you know, I know he got some calcium. He got some vitamin D. He got some potassium. He got some lean protein. You know, okay. So... I'm, I'm okay with that. And then if we can get a yogurt in at breakfast time, you know, it's, I'm feeling good about my, my life there, especially if I can get him to eat a peanut butter sandwich and drink a glass of milk. I, You're I, rocking. I feel like I have won at mommy land for that particular moment in time. And, you know, to me, where people get lost in nutrition is thinking that every single meal has to be textbook perfect. I wish. And Don't you? But... It, it just doesn't, you know, it's about the, the pattern that you're trying to establish with your nutrition. And um, for me, you know, dairy can really kind of help fill in some of those gaps um, when when the when the playbook does not turn out perfect there. Um, it can kind of fill in some things. Um, so the Dairy Alliance, it's a relatively new name for you guys, right? Correct. So we, you, what we were, were you before? We were the Southeast United Dairy Industry Association. It just rolls right off the tongue. Yes, right? it does. Right? And so, people would say Suda or Sudia. Sudia, right. Yes. That's what I remember it being called was Sudia. Um, so I really like it being changed to the Dairy Alliance because, too. you know, it really makes it feel more like a, like a family because y'all are representing the farm, the dairy farmers, you you know, and they're hardworking folks who are, um, you know, taking care of their families by helping take care of your mm-hmm. family. And dairy farmers do not have a day off. They milk their cows two times a day, regardless of if it's Christmas or their birthday. You know, and got to so, milk those cows. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, and it's it's a hard job. I can it imagine. Really is, hard but job. the farmers that we have are passionate for what they do. Mm-hmm. They really do feel it. They've yeah. got a great. Service. And so, you know, dairy. I think sometimes gets a bad rap. Would you agree? Sometimes it gets some bad, yes, it does. some bad yes, press. It does. Um, and a lot of that sometimes focuses around the um, conditions of the cows, right? Yes, and how yes. well the cows are taken care of. Um, I've toured some dairy farms, and those cows looked pretty happy to me. Um, I can't speak for all dairy farms, but um, the milk that gets to your grocery store it's super fresh, right? Yes. I mean, it's not days. something that is being sat somewhere and processed somewhere. It, I mean, it's straight from the cow to you. Right, right. And see, what people don't realize is that if, you know, you hear about, well, oh, they're on so many medicines and different right. things. Well, if a cow has an illness, if they do need medicine, I mean, vets are on contract. They right. go see these dairy farms as much as needed. And if a cow's on any type of antibiotics, they still milk them, but that milk is not used. You know, it's separate. So with that, the dairy farmers also turn around, you know, when they milk their cows, they mm-hmm. test the milk. Then right. it's, it's chilled to like 30 degrees, you know, immediately once it's milked, you know, a dairy farm is just amazing. And then it's tested again once it gets to the processing plant before it's even packaged. So if there's any doubt, I mean, whole big trucks of milk have been thrown out right. before, right. you know, because we will not let, the dairy farmers won't let anything happen like that. Right. And within two days, 
two days it's on the shelf from cow to shelf for ready for yep. you to enjoy and you know i want us to take a quick break when we come back i want to talk about some of the flavored milks because i think those also um are very a very polarized topic as to whether you should have yes, flavored milks is. or not so if you want to join our conversation our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring that's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four we'll be back after the break This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, and we're talking with Donna Speed today. She is a registered dietitian and the manager of school um, school health and wellness for the Dairy Alliance. And we're talking about the benefits of dairy today, and also um, about how eating together is a uh, eating pattern that you really should adopt as much as you can. If you want to give us a call, our number is one eight seven seven MPB ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, and you can always send me an email. I love reading those to fit at mpbonline.org. And we talked a little bit about the Dairy Alliance and what it is and what you do and uh, kind of some of the myths around uh, dairy. Um, you mentioned briefly that um, dairy has about eight or nine essential nutrients, right? But one of the beauties of dairy is that it has three of the nutrients of concern, right? And when we say nutrients of concern, what does that word mean? It, you know, with Nutrients that are lacking. Right. That, that we usually see are missing right, in Right. In the diet. regular Western diet, things that we don't just normally get right. enough of. And so, you know, you can kind of piece it together through different foods and get those nutrients. Um, but dairy has three of them sitting right there, right? Oh, yeah. So calcium. Calcium. Right? What else? Potassium. Vitamin D. Right. And so a lot of folks may think potassium, that doesn't sound like a nutrient of concern, but it really, it is. And now we know even more that low potassium is a driver of high blood pressure. Yes, you know, potassium, um, having a, a normal, um, healthy potassium level um, helps control blood pressure. So kind of less sodium, more potassium um, can help with that. Now, of course, our folks who may have kidney issues and renal issues and that kind of thing, that's always something you'd want to watch. Um, with your potassium levels. But milk has got those three things, calcium, vitamin D, and uh, potassium in them. Now, what about flavored milks? Because so... I know my thoughts on flavored milk. What a, what's the what's the skinny on flavored milks? Well, flavored milk is a good milk to have, especially if you or someone in your family they don't want to drink 
White milk. Right. This we think of as white milk. White milk. That's yep. what my that's yep. what my seven year old says. I want some white milk. Okay. And you know, people say red label, blue uh-huh. label, purple label. Right. Milk. But uh, the chocolate milk only has like two teaspoons of extra sugar. Right. Well, a candy bar has like eight teaspoons of yeah. sugar. And a soda has, gosh, oh, yeah, I don't what, know, twelve probably, to fifteen. Yeah. yeah. So it, it again, it's it's a better choice, right? right. So. Absolutely, an unflavored milk would be kind of the the top tier. What we mm-hmm. want, but if you've got a kid who won't drink that, and give them chocolate, and you know there are other choices, you know, a juice or a soda. I'm going to go with the flavored milk any day of the right. week. Well, you know? and milk has twice the nutrients of juice. Right. Well, juice know? is a lot of empty calories. Right. You know. Now, I mean, and every now and then at a four ounce serving. Okay, but most of us don't drink four ounces of juice. We People drink, drink about a stadium cup yeah, of juice, and that's it's like all all your carbs for the whole day, right there in your, your big old cup of juice. You know, so you know in moderation a little bit of juice, but not as kind of the main drink uh, to go along right. with with your meal. Well, like I cover the state of Mississippi as far as the working with schools, mm-hmm. and I love chocolate. Well. I don't really need to eat a lot of chocolate to have a small mini candy every once in a while is okay. But what I will do if I'm out driving, I will stop and get a chocolate milk. Mm, Satisfies Satisfies both. Satisfies Mm -hmm. my chocolate craving, gives me the nutrients that I need, and I can go cha-ching. I've met another servant of calcium for the day. That's right. That's right. Now, we've talked about milk mostly, but that's not all that dairy is, right? What are some other kinds of dairy? Cheese and yogurt. Okay. Those are two of the really top sources of calcium and you know cheese is so easy to add to things you know probably halloween night i know we're going to talk about halloween Mm -hmm, in a little bit mm -hmm. but halloween night that's going to be the perfect night for everybody to make taco soup Mm -hmm. well then throw cheese on top of it right you know and yogurt you know throw in some blueberries some strawberries um i had shared with you earlier i have a three-year-old in my household Mm -hmm. and a lot of nights after she gets through i'll tell her you want a a treat and she will have a frozen yogurt bar Mm -hmm. You know, that's pure yogurt, yep. or she'll have a bowl of yogurt, and she thinks it's ice cream. Now, at three, she doesn't know the difference, and I'm not telling her. <laughs> <laughs> There's zero need to tell her. I don't tell my kids when I give them frozen yogurt. They call it ice cream, and I just... Sure, yeah. that's ice cream. It's fine. Yeah. You know. Um, and, you know, I'm a huge yogurt lover. I mean, I absolutely adore yogurt, um, just for the fact that I can get a fair amount of protein, especially if I'm going to work out. Um, for not a lot of calories and not a lot of other goo in it. You know, I'm not a big meat eater. Um, you know, I eat mostly plant-based foods, but I do incorporate dairy into my, my plant-based diet, yeah. which is a, a little different than a lot of plant-based diets. They kind of stay away from dairy. Um, I still really enjoy dairy and really feel like it fits um, well into the eating pattern that I'm doing. Um, and yogurt, you know, for breakfast, a Greek yogurt with, you know, twice the protein of a regular yogurt, you know, it just... I absolutely adore it. And, you know, you can make parfaits with it. You can make smoothies with it. Um, You know, cheese is something that we do. I mean, you got to pay a little bit of attention how much we put on there because it is kind of the number one contributor to some saturated fat. But for me, cheese is an enhancer, not a coverer, right? Like a lot of dishes we have are just slap smothered in cheese you know and there's just no need for that you know and you pick um 
pick bolder flavored cheeses yeah, is like kind of my tip right cheddar. like a yeah. sharp Extra cheddar sharp. a feta a blue cheese something like that that's got a whole lot more oomph to it that way you don't have to use as much of it to get the you know the the good nutrients that are in it but not all the saturated fat right, right. and you know you can do fat free cheese but that that ain't cheese i mean well, it, it, it kind of just sits like it doesn't <laughs> melt right that's kind and of my thing it doesn't melt like pimento and cheese mm-hmm. You know, nothing beats homemade pimento yeah. and cheese. Yeah, my aunt makes the best pimento cheese, and she makes it with um, sharp white cheddar. Ooh, and yummy. it is just really, really, really good. And when you get something that's really high quality and really well made, and it's got good flavored cheeses in it, you don't have to eat a ton of that to satisfy, you know, what you're craving. But if you pick, you know, like a... a a very mild cheese. You got to have a lot of a that lot of before you taste the the cheesiness right. to it. You, you know, know, you saying that your son's picky. Well, my fourteen year old grandson is picky too, but he will eat celery. Oh, with homemade pimento and cheese. I think I'm, I would die. <laughs> I, I would literally. I would. I would die if my child picked up some mm-hmm. celery. Um, that one's not happening anytime soon. I have some in the fridge. I mean, he knows what it is, but he pretty much thinks he would die if he touched it. But I'm. Okay keep at him you know actually um the reason it's in my fridge is for witch finger treats so it's the celery with peanut butter in it and then a little almond on the end for the fingernail so you know it's a little healthier snack option for halloween i guess i will be the one that eats it but he'll think it probably he'll think it looks cool while it's sitting out there but i haven't tried the pimento and cheese in it that might be yeah might be see if you try Hmm. all right i'll give that a whirl and you know what parmesan cheese Mm -hmm. you know that my three-year-old, I can put Parmesan cheese on top of broccoli and roast it, or right. even on top of Brussels sprouts or carrots, and she she'll eat more of the cheese mm-hmm. than she will the vegetable. But you know, she's getting it's cheese a process. and it's some a process. of that, right. right? You know, because as as she gets older and as her taste buds develop a little bit more, that will become less and less, and she'll eat more of the veg and less mm-hmm. of the the cheese. You know, um, well, you know, and what's amazing to me is that forty percent of the time. You know, we impulse buy. Oh, yeah. We go to the store. We don't have a menu planned out. You know, we just, we go and we say, oh, I'm going to cook this. And to really eat better, you've got to plan your menus yeah. out. Yeah. You've yeah. got to sit down and you've got to work through the system, think of what you're going to cook. But the beauty of it is once you do about six weeks of menus, you can go back and yeah, repeat just, the same yeah. thing. You know, I keep mine in a binder and, you know, some of them I put frowny faces beside, you know, like if it was <laughs> not a, a home run meal, you know, I mean, we ate it, but yeah. And then I put smiley faces beside the ones that we really, really enjoyed. And so then we just rotate those in, you know, and make make our weekly meal based off of those those home run ones, you know, and then incorporate a new recipe, you know, about one new recipe a week to kind of try out and yeah. see how it, you know, how if it becomes a home run meal or not. Um, but, you know, planning really is um, one of the cornerstones of healthy eating, regardless of what your dietary pattern yeah. is, you know, w- whether you're you know a meat eater, not a meat eater, you know, dairy, not dairy, um, paleo, any of those that are out there. Um, Planning is going to give you a better result and keep you out of the draft three. It does. It does. And, you know, when you plan your meals, you do eat together. Yeah. You know, and only 30% of the people eat three meals together right. in a week. Right. And that kind of brings us to our topic for the month of October, which is eat together, eat better with real dairy. Right. right. And so, um, you know, it gets to the heart of having a meal 
together, not, you know, brother is in his bedroom eating his meal and you're in the living mm-hmm. room in front of the TV and all those different things. Now, life is super busy these days. I mean, it is just, you know, a whirlwind of getting kids to this practice, and then we've got this after school, and we've got doctor's appointments, and all of this kind of stuff around, but... You know, it doesn't have to be every single day that no. we're able to sit down together. But even one extra meal a week together as a family has got benefit. It can make a difference. Right? Well, and it shows that students perform better in school. They uh, have less risky behavior. Their grades are better. They're getting better nutrition. And even when you're planning the meals, go ahead and plan out some meals to have in the car. Right. You know, keep things in your refrigerator. And see, part of that is you want to plan, you want to prep, and you want to pack. Right. The three P's. Right, right. And, you know, even with me, I have things that I keep in the refrigerator that I can grab. Cheese sticks, you know, things like that. Cut out veggies. Mm -hmm. You know, moon grapes were on sale the other day. What's a moon grape? Ooh, they're like a longer grape. They were, they're, they're delicious. They're sweet. Hmm. Are they what color are they? Purple. Purple. Seedless. Oh. That sounds and, like uh, a perfect Halloween treat. Oh yeah. A moon yeah. grape. Yeah. Yes. Now oh. they're they're longer, they're bigger. You know, so with the three year old I cut Slice it up, them up several times. Right. But you know, just having something on hand. Yeah. That makes a big difference. But you know, if you plan it, then you can plan on a night to cook in your Instapot mm-hmm. or a night to cook in your crock pot. Right. You know, you can go to when you go to the grocery store you can get some rotisserie chicken. Yeah. Oh, rotisserie chicken is a big lifesaver for a lot of folks. Crock-Pot and Instapot are big ones. Mm -hmm. We had a Crock-Pot meal last night because we had a Harvest Festival uh, last night at church. And so I threw um, black bean and lentil chili in the crock pot and that's uh, just simmered away while we were at the harvest festival we came home and had that and so while that was a meat-free meal i did top it with non-fat plain greek yogurt because that's my yeah that's my (laughs) substitute for sour cream because sour cream can sometimes be a little fat heavy um and uh, fat-free sour cream doesn't really taste great to me but non-fat plain greek yogurt has still got the same tang that a sour cream has Mm -hmm. um but for a whole lot less calories and fat so that's kind of my go-to now not vanilla like don't put don't put vanilla, vanilla in yogurt the on your chili okay that makes people mad it's oh, gross yeah. um but regular um plain flavored it's a great substitution for any of the kind of your creamy things you can make creamy salad dressings with that it's a much better mm-hmm. um use it in than, tuna fish chicken salad yeah, much anything. better option than a mayo um that's just going to give you fat there all right so we're going to take a quick break and when we come back from the break we're going to keep talking about strategies to maybe eat better by eating together as we move throughout the rest of the year. Our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 You can always send me an email at fit at mpbonline.org. We'll be back in just a few. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 
To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. You're listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Josie Bidwell. And joining me in the studio today is Donna Speed. She's a registered dietitian with the Dairy Alliance. And we've been talking all about um, the benefits of dairy and how adding milk, yogurt, and cheese to your diet can kind of fill in the gap of some of those uh, nutrients that we're missing in our standard uh, Western diet. We've also been talking about how eating together really has um, amazing properties, not only for um, you, but for your children and your family as a whole. And so October has been Eat Together, Eat Better with Real Dairy Month, um, put out by the Dairy Alliance. And um, you know, we talked about kids that, that eat at home and eat together. Um, doesn't even have to be at home, right? I mean, Correct. eating together eating is together. the big part of it, right? Eating together, enjoying a meal together, talking. Talking. That's the big thing. It is not um, everybody sitting at the table, but on a device. You know, I see that a lot. You know, everybody's... Put the phone down. Technically there, but everybody's on their device. Um, you know, one thing to do is kind of have a, um, a phone bucket or a phone basket. Yep. And when you sit down at the table, everybody's phone goes into that basket uh, and goes, you know, away for mm-hmm. that. I mean, you're talking, you know, 30 minutes. You can be without yeah. your phone for 30 minutes. Yeah. You know, you will not expire. And you you need that and time you need together. To be, yeah, you know, you, you, need. you need to talk to you. Your family face to face. And, you know, there's no better way to enjoy family time together than to sit over a good meal that's been planned, that's nutritious. You know, in that way, you know, you can just cover what's gone on today. You know, know, um, I hear a lot of folks kind of ask their kids, how was your day? You know, and to me, that is you're only going to get one answer. Fine. I mean, that's what it is. Fine. What would you do today? Stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. so what I try and do with the kids is ask them a little bit more specific question, not like trying to pry, but like, what was your favorite thing about today? Yep. You know, so that they'll tell me a a good something that happened today. And then I'll say, you know, what was your least favorite part of the day? And, you know, more oftentimes than not, that gets to the root of if somebody was mean to them or, you know, something that they probably wouldn't have fessed up to me if I had just said, you know, how was your day? They mm-hmm. would have given me the fine. I don't want to talk about it, you know, kind of thing. And so having those conversations with them and sharing yours as well. Like, so my kids asked me, well, what was your favorite part of your day? And I was like, coffee. That was my favorite part <laughs> of my day was coffee. Let's change that to milk, though, okay? <laughs> well, I put some milk in my coffee, you know, milky coffee. And then, you know, they'll say, you know, what was what was your least favorite part of, of your day? You know, and it just it lets us know what we what we did today, you know, and that, you know, what you know, what experiences we had. And we can kind of troubleshoot some of those mm-hmm. things if we had mm-hmm. a bad experience. You know, then we kind of plan for how we're going to tackle that. And we've kind of mentioned how um, time is the biggest barrier to, to eating together. Yes, it is. Um, but we mentioned three P's, right? Right. So remind me what those three P's were. Again. You want to. Plan your meals. Plan your meals. Okay. You want to prep your meals. Prep them. And you also want to have things packed in your pantry and your refrigerator to where you can grab it at the last minute. Right. You know, and nowadays, you know, a lot of times with the impulse buying, well, turn around and do your, what is it, the quick list pick? Do this from Kroger Uh or Walmart. You can click it. You know, where you just... 
They bring it out they to your car. To you. you don't go in the store. Mm, that yeah. will keep you from impulse buying. It will also keep you from punching people. Yes, it can. <laughs> Unless you don't get your order right. Unless you don't get your order right. But, yeah, I tend to get, um, like, Walmart rage when I'm, like, <laughs> trying to get them, like, move, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it really helps me not get so stressed out when I don't have to go in, in the store. Now, right. it does require a little bit of um, forethought. The, the you planning. Know, you're not going to, you know, sit down, click it, and then it's immediately available for you. Um but, you know, one thing we do, um, you know, I hear a lot of folks talk about kind of planning and prepping on Sundays. Right. But, you know, for me, Sunday is a little late in the game to start my planning and prepping um, because I'm already mourning the loss of my weekend and the <laughs> fact that it's, that it's Monday right around the corner. So we actually start on Friday and we make it a game. So, you know, we've got those kind of home run meals that, that we kind of all agree on and that we'll all eat. Um, and I kind of put them in categories. I'm like, okay, these are the, the veggies that you'll eat. These are the fruits that you'll eat. These are the starches you know, that you like. These are the proteins right. that you like. Now let's build some meals off of that. And so it turns into a game for the kids. We even will have like a bucket and they can like throw the things that they like in those buckets and then we'll build a meal off of what they, okay. what they picked for that. And so kind of that kind of kicks off the the planning part for us. Uh, And then Saturday, I make my grocery list. uh, And then Sunday, I'll go and and shop. And so it kind of breaks it up into manageable steps for me, because sometimes sitting down to plan it, write the grocery list, go grocery shop, and then prep everything. That is just a big chunk of time for me. And sometimes I don't have that much time in one block to be able to do that. Um, So I'll make my grocery list based off our planning that we did on Friday night, kind of Saturday morning when I'm drinking drinking my coffee again. (laughs) It's a recurring theme with me. Um, Well, and you're letting the boys... Yeah. help you plan yeah. and then yeah. if you let them cook yeah. you know get your children involved oh, in gosh, cooking because yes. so many kids don't go in the kitchen a lot of the young parents they don't have time they don't mm-hmm. want them in the kitchen they don't want to make a mess mm-hmm. well, if they're going to learn to cook they have to make a mess yeah yeah i mean i make a mess and i'm yeah not a kid you know if so. nothing else let them stand in from the sink and wash potatoes and wash carrots 20 times mm-hmm. yeah and, well and teach them how to do it safely you know mm-hmm. i mean they're going to grow up and leave so you know i want them to be able to to cut a stove on without setting their apartment on fire and be able to, you know, chop up some vegetables without chopping off a finger and those kinds of things. So, you know, I teach them kind of the basics as they go through things and, you know, what flavors go well together. Mm -hmm. You know, it really teaches them things. Um, And then they're more likely to try something if you've given them some kind of power. Because again, we've talked about, I mean, this is the stage that kids are trying to be independent. They're trying, that's why they dress themselves in crazy things because that's what they, I mean, that's part of their psychosocial development is I'm trying to learn who I am in the world and I've got to make decisions in in order to be able to do that. And so if I want to wear galoshes with a superhero cape, that's the control I'm trying to exhibit today, you know. And so if you can give them, you know, a choice of, you know, which fruit you buy at the grocery store, then mm-hmm. they're going to be much more likely to, to eat that, you know, instead of me just bringing home bananas every time because I know he likes bananas doesn't mean he's necessarily going to eat those. Right. But, you know, if he wants apples this week, then I'm more than happy to purchase those for him as opposed to the bananas if he's not going to eat that, you know. And, you know, like, I mean, I don't have an option at meals. Now, you know, I... 
mine is younger, but, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to drink some milk. <clears throat> right. You know, that's that's what you're going to have. Right. Well, and, you know, I mean, that's what we do, either milk or water. Um, that's what you're going to have at mealtime. You know, I mean, that's, that's just the best thing to have, milk or water. Don't be that's, Those are just our options. Calories. You know, that's just what we're going to do. And, I mean, they haven't killed me in my sleep yet. So I <laughs> <laughs> they might have. <laughs> they might have. But, you know, we're... They don't, I mean, they may grumble for a second, but they drink it. And then, you know, then we move on from things. The same deal of, you know, for Halloween candy. Because, I mean, it's it's fixing it's, to be here. It it's is, here. It's, you know, T minus 48 hours. And, Depending and on if the rain comes in, it may oh, be a day sooner. I, I know, I know. But, you know, set limits on that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. You know, I mean, I read, actually read an article this morning that said kids bring home 3,500 to 7,000 calories of candy in a typical Halloween bucket. Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot of calories, right? <laughs> and so... No wonder they act so wild. Right? And so we've got... I mean, we've got to put some limits on that. Right. You know, at the same time, we want kids to be kids. We want kids to enjoy themselves. But at what... You know, at a certain point, it doesn't become about enjoying the candy because everything's just going to taste the same mm-hmm. after a certain amount mm-hmm. of of sugar so it's about like having fun with your candy you know ha- like we my kids they had they had a harvest festival last night i mentioned and they came home each with a bucket full of candy and it was the biggest production i mean they spent a whole hour last night they dumped all their candy out you know I spread it on off facebook yes. with them having it separated uh-huh. in categories and then they separated in categories so we've got the chocolate we've got the fruit flavored you know we've got the um has nuts in it we've got the gum we've got suckers so we've got it all <laughs> kind of laid out. Each one of them has their own little pile. And then they broker trades between each other, right? So, you know, last night my youngest, he picked up a bag of Skittles and he was like, I really want that Hershey bar over there. So I'll trade this bag of Skittles with you for that Hershey bar over there. The deal did not fly. My older son did not not take I that that trade. And they negotiated some other things and wound up being happy with whatever trades they had off there. But they enjoyed kind of playing with their candy as much as they did mm-hmm. just kind of tearing into it and, and eating a whole bunch. Um, but I mean, I let my kids have candy. I mean, this is this the you it's know, okay. It's, yeah, but we don't have a bucket, a whole, yeah. right? You know, so we a couple pieces, you know, two, maybe three, if I'm feeling super generous, pieces of candy at a, at a time, and then put it away, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, we usually always do it after a meal too. Like I want you to get some nutrition in your belly before you put in just piles of sugar, sure. you know. And so, um, you know, those crockpot meals are a great way to do that. You know, fix a good crockpot meal before you go trick-or-treating. Right. Fill them up, and then they're less likely to gorge on all of the candy because their bellies are full, you know. Well, and, you know, growing up, my my girls, I just didn't keep a lot of candy around mm-hmm. the house. So when they would get around it, they would want to eat and eat, mm-hmm. and me too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I just was like, no, we just can't be doing a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know if drinking milk fills me up it satisfies mm-hmm. me you know and i know i'm getting some good nutrition you know so if you have a crock pot meal they eat that meal they have milk with it then they go trick-or-treat and then they let them have a couple of pieces of candy right. you know they've burned up a lot of calories right, right. up and down the street trying to decide who they're going to roll with toilet paper or whatever and, and whose house they're going back to for the second go because mm-hmm. they have the good candy that's my favorite he's like they got the good candy we gotta go back there oh yeah you know? yeah, yeah yeah let's change masks and we'll go yeah, back again yeah, yeah we take it off we try <laughs> trick-or-treat you know and change their voice mm-hmm. but 
you know, even having some chocolate candy with a glass of milk. You know, that's kind of my husband's. He does not think a meal is over with until he's had a glass of milk and a piece of chocolate. Like it just mealtime is not over with. That's his his dessert. So he drinks a glass. Yeah, he drinks a glass of skim milk and eats a piece of um, dark dark chocolate pretty much every night. That's his kind of into the meal. And you know what? It kind of signals his body that that food is food time is over with yeah. you know so instead of not you know if he didn't do that he would probably be more likely to snack in the yeah. later evening because he, you know it hasn't given his brain the cue that okay we're done we're done eating you know well, and you know when you think about a serving of milk a serving of milk is a cup mm-hmm. it's most people massive. drink yeah. a stadium cup of milk right right yeah i mean a yes. cup is very very small yeah um, i think if you've not if you're not familiar with kind of serving sizes on things like find you a measuring cup and really just kind of sit your measuring cup out and look at what a cup mm-hmm. is because it's really not very much most folks think about their like their tea glass as right. being a cup but that's not that's, that's usually, usually two cups right that's usually 16 ounces um but a coffee mug is usually more of about an eight ounce six to eight ounce cup um right oh, there yeah mine is like a 16 ounce oh well i mean i've got one that you could put a whole bottle of milk a whole jug of milk in that's my that's my extra special coffee well, cup but like cheese mm-hmm. serving a cheese is equal to six dice right very very small that's not a whole lot of cheese yes i mean like you a string know. cheese i mean that's right. you know that's an ounce of cheese um and that's about what you need for mm-hmm. a serving size mm-hmm. there so it does make a difference and you know i mean there's nothing wrong with having a little bit of candy having a little bit of junk food every now and then junk food foods it's not as healthy for food you, that are not nutritionally dense good yeah. that's a good way to put it <laughs> but at the you know but plan your meals you know yeah. plan what you're going to eat yeah you know I mean, 10% of families do not sit down at all together to eat. I know. And that is just so sad. It is. You it know, really people is. People need, and how will someone ever have good table manners? I mean, and good social even, skills. Right. You know? Right. Because, I mean, it's as much a social and a teaching moment as anything, you know, to get those elbows off the table, you know, to eat with your fork and not your fingers. And, and close your mouth while you talk. Uh, yes. We're struggling with my 10-year-old. <laughs> close your <laughs> mouth, child. And on that note, since I have embarrassed him today, we'll take our last break of the hour. When we come back, we're going to talk about Halloween tips because I know that everybody's wondering how we get some, maybe some healthier things in during the, the Halloween season. You can give us a call by uh, dialing one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or sending me an email at fit at mpbonline.org. We'll be back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. 
Welcome back to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, and uh, helping me talk about dairy today is Donna Speed, registered dietitian with the Dairy Alliance. And that's what we've been talking about, the benefits of dairy and how it can uh, fill in the nutrient gaps in our diet, as well as how eating together um, as a family, and not just a biological family, but a work family or school family, can really um, be a healthy option and should be something that we incorporate into our weekly plans. Um, If you've got a question or a comment, now's the time to give us a call. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. And my email is fit at mpbonline.org. All right, in the last few minutes, Donna, I want to talk about um, a healthier Halloween. So we talked about candy and how candy is, is not evil, and, you know, we shouldn't paint foods as evil, and we can have a little bit of candy. Um, but do you have any tips for kind of healthifying up Halloween uh, offerings that you may have, especially if you're having a Halloween party? Well, um, there's several different things you can do. Okay, you know, if you're going to have friends over, you know, to me, the go-to would be to have soup in a crock pot. Right. And then you can have some cheese for, to garnish with. You know, if you're going to have kids coming by before they go trick-or-treating, maybe you want to serve up hot chocolate. But mm. instead of doing hot chocolate, just heat up chocolate milk. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, okay. it's just delicious. Top it with a little, maybe a little whipped cream. Put a little mm-hmm. something on there, a little or, special or one something. one big marshmallow. Toast one the marshmallow. marshmallow. Oh, that'd be good. Toast the marshmallow and put it on top. But, um, you know, so you could do something like that. You know, for a party, you could have cheese and crackers. Mm-hmm. Now, some people can't tolerate a lot of lactose. Right. That, I hear that a lot. I'm lactose intolerant. But there right. are things, you, there are cheeses out there that are better for that, right? The hard cheeses, yes. Like, a you know, a Swiss cheese, Parmesan cheese. Those are better cheeses. And sometimes people can tolerate a little bit of mm-hmm. you know milk or yogurt if it's with other items yeah especially a greek yogurt because the way it's processed the way it's strained it's naturally much lower in lactose right. than than a regular yogurt right. would be and you know josie something that we haven't said is how much milk right. or dairy we should have right well as toddlers they need about two cups a day right and then what happens when they get to be seven and eight years old they're really working on their bone growth mm-hmm. and so when you look at that they need about you know three to four Okay. You know, you're looking at three servings, teens, they need three to four servings. And then as adults, we need two to three servings. Really, okay. three servings is what we need. You know, so, and we never get over the need for calcium, right. you know, because it has so many essential nutrients. Right. So, you know, to me, a good thing to do would be to even have Mexican cornbread. Well, that'd be a good one. Yes. And when my, when my daughters were young, when I was trying to make them eat vegetables, you know, you can't make a child eat a vegetable. Vegetable, but they loved cornbread. Right. And I would put a lot of the extra sharp cheese in cornbread, chop up the vegetables. Right. And toss it in that. there. Yeah. You can throw, stir in some corn in there, some nice peppers, mm-hmm. some cheese in there, and really be able to sneak in some extra nutrition that way. Um, you know, some of the other kind of things I like to do for Halloween, um, the little string cheeses, you can take a little Sharpie and like on the back side, and you can draw a little ghost face on yes. there, little eyes yes. and a little mouth, and then stick them up in a little cup and it's like a little little graveyard mm-hmm. of ghosts that you've mm-hmm. got going on there um you know i'm always trying 
ways to get more fruit um, in folks. So you, I actually what I did um, for an event I'm doing today, I got peaches in the little cups little, um, mm-hmm. that are packed in juice, and I got a Sharpie again and drew a jack-o'-lantern face on the top of that and turned it on Cute. its side. So now it looks like a little jack-o'-lantern there. Um, the little mandarin oranges, when you peel those, they look exactly like a little pumpkin. They do. And so I actually took a little pumpkin seed and stuck in the top for the stem. And so those, yeah, just, you know, different ways to get different um, kind of multiple nutrients out there. You know, and popcorn. Yeah, I had that on my table, too. That's that's a good thing to have. And, you know, like people, you know, you think, well, people won't eat raw vegetables. They They will. will. You know, if you have your veggies there, they'll eat them if you have a good dip. Mm -hmm. And you can make a great dip out of that Greek yogurt. Yeah, absolutely. Greek yogurt dip. um, Actually, if you do, um, again, a non-fat plain Greek yogurt and some roasted red peppers. Oh, yeah. And puree that up. That makes an awesome smoky dip um, for stuff. You can even throw um, some pumpkin in that as well and kind of have like a a smoky pumpkin dip. And you can get those red peppers at the Dollar General and Mm -hmm. Dollar Tree sometimes. Mm -hmm. Well, and, you know... Other recipes, we have recipes on the Dairy Alliance website, mm. and that's the DairyAlliance.com. My favorite one is the ancient grain um, yes. cereal one, because you, you can put it in the crock you pot. You put it in the crock pot, you and know. let it cook for six hours. You have got great oatmeal or quinoa the next mm-hmm. day, and I like to put a little yogurt on top of that. Yeah, I do too. And, you know, the beauty of, of that particular recipe, so we talked about dairy kind of having three of the four nutrients of concern, right? So we talked mm-hmm. about calcium, vitamin D, and potassium, but the fourth nutrient of concern is fiber right and so uh, that cereal that healthy grain cereal i mean it's it's oats and and it's got everything you need that's it i mean that's the fiber so it's like a a powerhouse right there of all the um nutrients of concern Mm -hmm. right there in a breakfast bowl so you know breakfast is a great opportunity to kind of slide some dairy in there as well as some whole grains because they just kind of fit with breakfast type foods there well and we have a a mediterranean shrimp recipe Mm -hmm. you cook on one pan I had made it the other night, and it was delicious. And, you know, you could do that if you had people coming over. Oh, my gosh, I'd think you'd spend all afternoon in the kitchen. Right. And you don't have to. And there's also a cheesy guacamole. Yeah. Yeah. That makes an excellent dip as well because Mm -hmm. you're going to get some heart-healthy fats from Mm -hmm. the avocado in there. And with it being Halloween... um, you know, I mean, it, a green gooey dip. I mean, it kind of looks oh, yeah. like slime or, you know, whatever else you want to do it. But it would make a great dip um, to have out with um, veggies. Mm-hmm. And I believe it has cottage cheese in it as one of the things that yeah, gives it a lot of its it cheesiness and kind of puree it up in, in your food processor. All right. We're all out of time. I want to thank Donna Speed for coming on and talking about dairy and talking about how to eat better by eating together and representing the Dairy Alliance. If you didn't give us a call and you have a question, you can always send it to my email, which is fit at mpbonline.org. And I'll be back next week. You've been listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.